This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. The founder of this company, 10 years ago, was trying to sell his house. He's, you know, he's kind of an important guy. And he said to his wife, if this is what it's like for us, how do people who have no clout ever get around this? So he started a company and it went into business, I think, three years ago. Their deal is their word is their bond. And they are people that listen to this show. They are just like you. Now, how can I say that? Because I'm the founder of the company. Realestateagentsitrust.com. And now, the Blaze Radio Network presents 40 Acres and a Fool. Here's your host, Cam Edwards. Greetings from the near frontier. Thank you so much for tuning in to another edition of 40 Acres and a Fool from the Blaze Radio Network. Cam Edwards, your host. Miss E, we are not gathered around the kitchen table this week. We are sitting around a fire. Yeah, when uh, Kid One came home to visit for Mother's Day, uh, she was usually running around working in a kitchen during the day as a job, and she, the kind of quiet, rainy days on the farm were sort of like, hey, you can just chill out kind of days, and she does not know how to chill out, so she needed something to do. And I said, you yeah, know, we've been making noise about building a fire pit, and we've got some cinder blocks and this big pile of reclaimed bricks back here, and she cranked out one in an afternoon. All I have to do is put it together with mortar, but I really like where it went. Yeah, I do too. It's kind of right in the front yard, but uh, underneath a bunch of trees, but uh, not directly underneath trees. So I don't have to worry about any of the trees above catching on fire, which may have occurred at some point in the not-so-distant past year. I'm I'm pleading the fifth on that. (laughs) I picked this spot because there wasn't any overhang, and I knew you couldn't complain about me catching trees on fire Uh, again. Yes, absolutely. So we are uh, sitting here around the fire. You can probably hear the frogs chirping in the background. You may hear a, a car, too, but it's a... Beautiful uh, Tuesday evening. For like the first time in ever in this part of the world. It's, I think, in the 24 days of the month, we've had like 20 days of rain or gray overcast skies. It's been awful. Today it was sunny, then cloudy, but it's finally clear. Yeah, and a beautiful evening. It's so very we'll, nice. We'll take it, and we'll take any opportunity to uh, to get outside because, as you said, we've had so much rain yes. lately. It was uh, I was not home last week, and I was in uh, Louisville, Kentucky for That's the right. NRA annual meeting, and it was it was a little rainy there Friday, um, but Thursday night was beautiful. Uh, took in a Louisville Bats baseball game. Had they do? Uh, uh, they lost. They horribly. But did the, you have uh, fun? Oh, we had a great time. Is it a nice stadium? It is a nice stadium. Would you recommend people going and buying tickets and hanging out? I would, yeah. It seemed like it was a uh, a, a great place to watch a game, at least for us. Uh, not a big crowd, but it was a Thursday night, you know, yeah. so it's hardly ever a big crowd for a Thursday night. But, uh, yeah, it was. it's right on the river. Um, downtown Louisville. It's a, a great location. You can. Uh, they've got a big bridge over into Indiana, sort and of the backdrop a, over this uh, is right not field. A, this is not major minor league, league baseball. Triple yeah. A, I minor believe, league. for the Cincinnati Reds. But you know, there's nothing to be said. I mean, just because of the 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 legality of a baseball team, ha ha ha. Like what league they're in? Mm-hmm. Like you know, <laughs> yeah, legality. legality. <laughs> um, I was trying to be funny. Anyway. Uh, so there's there's major league, there's minor league, there's whatever. But in Oklahoma, we only had a minor league baseball team. And we had a crappy little ballpark when we first started going there. And yeah. then they built this ballpark. Right. And it was like, what? This is for a minor league team? It's an awesome ballpark. So oh, yeah. if you get a chance to go check out a minor league, the ticket prices are cheaper. The food <laughs> is cheaper. And sometimes the ambiance is more interesting. Yeah, this one was this was great. I mean, so, you know, not having a dog in the fight between the Louisville Bats and the 
uh, uh, Scranton, Wilkesbury. Can't even remember what they are. I wouldn't um, even know what anything up there would be because they're all it's it's mountainous and I could just enjoy the game and it was fine. Uh, and at AAA, you know, you get you get a cool mix. You get a mix of the up and coming. Uh, stars of tomorrow plus the hanger-ons, the the guys who you've been watching in the majors, and they just want to play but one not- or two seasons. And uh, you know, and they're 36, 37 years old. They've kind of lost a step, but they're in AAA in case somebody gets hurt at the major league level, and maybe they get a few more at bats. And you know, I, I admire and respect those guys because a lot of them. They have millions of dollars in the bank, but they're still playing. That's what they love to do. Well, so that's, that's why they're doing what they do. There was a guy in, in the Scranton Wilkes-Barre team. I think they're the uh, AAA affiliate of the New York Yankees, who are uh, not, I repeat, not my favorite team. No, they're um, the antithesis of your favorite team. But uh, there was a guy, Nick Swisher. Uh, what? Who, Nick Swisher? Swisher. Swisher. That sounds like a baseball game. It does, right? Name. It sounds like a guy who would strike out a lot. But, yeah. uh, but Nick has hit 248 home runs in the major leagues, which is a pretty good deal. In the major leagues? In the major leagues, yeah. He's 36, and he's um, got a contract, I think a minor league contract with the Yankees. But he hit a monster home run, which was fun to watch. Nice. Um, so it was cool. And then you know, we were there, of course, for the interannual meeting, not to watch a baseball game. But that was like a um, fun thing to do. That was like the, the one fun thing, thing to do started. before work actually began, and it right. was you know twelve hour days. And look, work is fun when you're at the interannual meeting, but uh, uh, but it was work. But I, I have to say, I I have to thank everybody who came up to me and talked not only about NRA News Cam and Company, um, but who mentioned Forty Acres and a Fool because there were a lot of people who came up. And talked about. Oh, I listen to the podcast every week. You're you're my I, you're what we listen to on the Saturday morning chores. Um, you know, you I, I, I actually I had a couple of people say listening to you and Miss E inspired us to go and and you know we want our own, so we bought chickens or you know like they're they're doing it themselves. There was a, a lovely couple um, who have turned their yard into a big garden. And nice. using well, I had every side, space that they can. Even in right? our old neighborhood where we got no sunshine, I had that little tiny bit on the side of the garage mm-hmm. that the homeowners association was always trying to give me crap. About. Yeah, right. And apparently they're known as the you know the uh, the, the garden people. Nice, uh, which I think is fantastic. So it was. I really thank you so much because honestly, you know, I don't we don't I don't promote the podcast that often because sometimes I feel bad because we just leave you know we lead busy lives and it's like we oh, don't sometimes plan anything it's we don't and, and so just blab. right so there's a part of me that's like well do I really want to just promote this or is this sort of like you know sort of the 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 Easter egg for you know fans of NRA News Cam and Company it wasn't even the promotion thing that we were questioning to be honest no it wasn't it was you know do we want to keep, keep doing do we want to keep doing this we had we were having this conversation or do we want to keep doing this um, but I I have to say after. Uh, going to Louisville and, and meeting again, I was just I was amazed at how many people came up and said that uh, they listened to the podcast. So and I keep getting more and more likes for Cor- yeah. at Coney Goat Farm on Instagram. So more and more people just keep following me, and it's amazing. It's just like I turn around and there's like even more interesting people. Somebody just started uh, <laughs> following me, and he's uh, got a he had a funny name, but he was he was he had a picture of some different kinds of guns and and his caption was that um, people always ask me why people who have guns need so many different types and I try to equate it to golf bats and I (laughs) and and so all these people gave him grief about that and I said you know what I really like the term golf bats and I love your analogy I actually use the analogy of chef's knives because you have different knives that do different things and you know they're still kind of cool because they're weapons and he likes and he got back he, he he at me and said, I like your analogy. So that, yeah, that is funny. He so says, I'm, I'm, I'm well 
woefully I'm showing my my woeful ignorance of golf terminology, but I really like your analogy. So it's like uh, our friend Coach Schlichter refers to basically any sport as uh, sports ball. Because it's all he, that way uh, right, to me it's too. All it's all sports ball sports for sport. Kurt. It's um, a sport, and in, most of them, with the exception of like hucks and or pucks and whatever they use with curling. It's almost always a ball involved. Right. So anyway, um, so since we're still talking, obviously, I think it's clear, hopefully, now that uh, we're, we're going to keep, keep doing, doing the podcast. Yeah. Right. So we're not saying goodbye. In fact, this is only the first segment, so we won't even say goodbye for this week for a little while. And I haven't been on for a while. So hi, guys. Sorry right. Yeah. Busy. Well, you were feeling kind of sick the last time. I still have this lingering cough, but like like last time it was just like, I'm going to die. Go to yeah, you didn't, you didn't sound good. No, it sounded like garbage. Right. So you don't want to. You know, I always feel bad when I do the show and I have a cold. Cause if your best face forward is in radio is the sound of your voice, then I right. was not putting my best face forward. So I have to say one more uh, thing about the NRA annual meeting oh. before we uh, take a break. So this was really cool. Saturday night, uh, my friend Michelle Ray, who's a Galt's girl on Twitter, uh, had a uh, sort of a barbecue. Her family lives in the area. It's their family farm. They've owned it for a couple of hundred years. It's down about 40 acres now. Hey. And uh, look at that. Uh, she had us out, right? And it was, oh my gosh, it was amazing. Uh, her mom and dad cooked, and so there was smoked chicken and ribs and smoked homemade chicken. habanero jelly. I make that right, Yum. and uh, smoked mozzarella. Ooh, uh, right, which was which was awesome with the habanero jelly on a Ritz cracker. I'm gonna have to try that. I've got oh, curds in the freezer. It was I, good. We'll come back to that later. Yeah. But I don't remind me about mozzarella curds in the freezer. Uh, and a lot of different kinds of bourbon. And there was ping pong, and uh, it was it was fantastic nice. because it was just you know it wasn't the meet and greet, it wasn't the uh, hey everybody look at me you know and, and it out. was just it was just hanging out with people that you genuinely enjoyed and I got a chance uh, this wasn't the first time I met him this weekend but uh, uh, Trent uh, Marsh who's on Twitter and uh, who is a fantastic guy I got to meet Trent. T. Marshall. Uh, for the first time, right? T. Marshall, yeah. 83, yeah, I Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I'm bad with numbers. And um, <laughs> send Trent your uh, your best wishes because he's in the hospital uh, as I record this. Hopefully, he's going to be out here soon. But he, he had appendicitis. Ah. And it, got, it struck him, uh, uh, I think, right after he got back home. Oh, that's right. Because he was at the annual From meeting, From the annual too. meeting, right? Yeah. And so, uh, thankfully, he's okay. But uh, Well, Trent, if you're listening to this, we hope you feel really improved and your scar is minimal uh yeah absolutely and i thought i had the the worst uh experience getting home from the annual meeting but no Trent uh, beat me yeah right at least you didn't thank goodness even though what happened happened you did not get injured and you were able to c- continue driving home yeah so i i decided to drive to the annual meetings because this is my favorite part of the country um and it's about eight hours from uh, from Farmville, so it's not too bad. So, no, especially if you factor in driving to an airport, flying, <sighs> right, exactly, yada yada. Yeah. So, uh, drove over to Louisville, and it was it was great. Uh, made it to Charleston, West Virginia, the first night, and got up on uh, Thursday morning, and uh, had time to stop at the grave of one of my favorite authors, Jesse Stewart, who's buried uh, about thirty miles outside of Ashland, Kentucky, in uh, Greenup County, and I go there. And are we hearing something strange in the background? Well, you hear the chirps, and then there was this group, group, group. I heard the group, group, group. Yeah, yeah. I, well, I'm not sure what that Different is. Different genders, yeah, I guess. <laughs> anyway, I'm sure there's the, some the night noises out there, right? That tell us what, exactly what the frogs are saying. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so I stopped and I uh, uh, got a chance to spend some time at the uh, the grave of 
my favorite rider, and then uh, cruised on in. And then uh, driving back, I was able to leave a little bit earlier uh, than I had anticipated on uh, Sunday afternoon. So I thought, okay, well, I can just do the, the whole drive in, in one day. Uh, and I did. And it was fine with the exception of that moment. Two hours right before you got two hour, About two hours from, from home. Uh, when I was on uh, Interstate 64, right as you uh, cross over into Virginia from West Virginia, and I was kind of like in the gloaming, and it was kind of foggy, and it was a little rainy, and I kind of take a curve, and I don't even have time to tap my brakes before I hit a deer uh, smack, not dead center in the car, more towards the right side of the yeah. car because it, the, and the headlight is imploded. You drove home, and I just walked past, and I was like, yeah. kind of just poking in there because we haven't touched it right. for the insurance. But the whole headlight is in just pieces in the section inside your car. Right, I know, and there's fur and there's <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. other blah, blah, blah. yucky stuff. Yeah. Uh, so I, uh, I I pull over. We could clone that deer. <laughs> the uh, the the airbag didn't deploy. Thankfully, my car was running fine. The RPMs were steady. The uh, temperature gauge was steady. So I call Missy e, because I'm in the middle of nowhere, and I say, you know, I'm going to try to drive a few miles to the nearest town. If it seems to be doing okay, then I'll just try to go home. Uh, keep going. I'm all right. Driving on one headlight. Uh, I get off the interstate. I go over the uh, Blue Ridge. I go down into this valley. And I'm, I'm now even more isolated because I'm off the interstate. Now I'm just on this two-lane highway in the middle of nowhere. And all of a sudden, this owl swoops down right in front of the windshield, flying away from me. But I'm going, you know, 55 miles an hour. The owl is not going 55 miles an hour. And it swooped down really close to my windshield. So I had to slam on the brakes. Thankfully, I did not hit the owl. Uh, but I, I, Mother Nature was trying to kill me on the way home. I, I don't know. I think know. it's because it was the NRA annual meeting. She knew there was like hunters <laughs> and, and sports people there, and she was like, "Actually, I don't. I don't think it's Mother Nature at all. I think your car is cursed." I know you think my car is. You cursed, got backed like into by a, a, a cement truck. A, a cement truck at a red light. And then not months before that, you got backed into by some woman leaving a gas station parking lot, like, like five miles an hour. Yeah, and it and it, but I it just, still messed up my car. And I, and I backed into you. <laughs> I backed into you when we, yeah, we first got down here. You were home on a weekend when, or you were home, and I wasn't used to you. Your, it was like it was. I just flop, and you were in the truck with me, and I just. Yeah, lamp stamp right Blam in the back stamped panel right. of your truck. Yeah, yeah so, so maybe it is your cursed, car is cursed. I love that car. So oh, Rhonda is beautiful. Like Rhonda she's the not road all beast. Up. I know. So that was my uh, trip to the NRA annual. Well, part of my trip to the NRA annual. I mean, I've been talking a lot about it on NRA News Cam and Company as well. It really was a uh, it was a fantastic weekend. Thanks to everybody who um, stopped by and said hi. It, uh, it it actually really does mean a lot to me. And and you were on Fox News. I was on Fox <gasps> News. Yeah. Yeah. What was her uh, name? Something Carlson. Uh, Gretchen Carlson, uh, debating Leslie Marshall, who's a uh, radio host and a and a Fox News Huffington correspondent Post blogger. Now she wasn't. A, she may well, be a Fox she was News a Fox contributor. Contributor. That's right. Contributor. You all had yeah. your like little things dangling after your name, like right. Oh, no, and they actually it. said, "I'm the host of the Forty Acre and a Fool which, podcast." This is when I realized, oh well, we're not going to stop doing it now because <laughs> he just put it out there on Fox. I didn't even say anything to him about it. I, I said, "I, I I'm, don't know where I'm the host from. of a news cam and company." And then somebody they, else they added that. So there you go. But I have to say, I was really proud of your performance. I was stupid, and we have a lot of Fox channels and I recorded the wrong Fox channel, um, but I was able to watch it on their website, and I was really impressed because while she came off as not as... She didn't come off as uninformed. She just didn't have as... She didn't have the facts behind her, and she was really depending upon emotion and being loud. 
Well, being loud is a a way to argue, I suppose, but uh, not not my way. But thank you. I yeah, I didn't even know that it was going to be a, a quote unquote debate. They just said, "Can you come on and uh, talk about the NRA meeting?" And I was like, "Sure." And they said, "Okay, you're going to be talking. You're going to be debating with." And I went, "Woo woo!" <laughs> so, right. I know. Whatever. But it was it was fun. But it you was... didn't sound like you didn't you weren't prepared because you just know what you're talking about. You like. You didn't sound fumbly or stumbly like you you were just point on. You were calm, you just you you were just really well spoken and did a good job. Well thank you. You're I welcome. appreciate that. All right, so we're gonna take a time out. When we come back, we're gonna talk about what Miss E was up to while uh, I was in Louisville once again, shirking my farmly duties. <laughs> Stick around. We're just getting started here on this edition of Forty Acres and a Fool from the Blaze Radio Network. Forty Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards on the Blaze Radio Network. The founder of this company, 10 years ago, was trying to sell his house. He's, you know, he's kind of an important guy. And he said to his wife, if this is what it's like for us, how do people who have no clout ever get around this? So he started a company and it went into business, I think, three years ago. Their deal is their word is their bond. And they are people that listen to the show. They are just like you. Now, how can I say that? Because I'm the founder of the company. Real estate agents, I trust, dot com. 40 Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back to 40 Acres and a Fool from the Blaze Radio Network. Cam Edwards, your host. Missy with us. And the chorus of the frogs. And the chorus of the frogs as we uh, sit around the fire. It's a good thing the uh, fireflies don't make any noise or else uh, we'll probably get some you know background static from that, too. What, what sound would a firefly... I guess it'd be like... Do you know they blink trying to find the partner that blinks like they do? Yep. So they spend their entire lives trying to blink someone's attention to them? It's like nature's match.com. But it's even more random. Naturesfarmersonly.com. Like, what if that firefly over there's blinking match is in New Jersey? Um, isn't that, isn't and that a sad thought? He's looking for love in all the wrong places. Well, he is, but it's not like he's going to fly to New Jersey. Well, that supposes, boy, this got deep real quick all of a sudden. That supposes no. that uh, that there is only one true love for a firefly. For a firefly or that fireflies' well, maybe there's mating lights. lights are like individual like snowflakes. I no, don't think so. It may be that there's like six patterns and I'm overthinking right. things. You could be. Uh, I do that a lot. Yeah, but I think Pixar would probably option that, turn that into a movie. Oh, it would be a love story. Right. Kind of like uh, the bit in The Princess and the Frog. Remember, there was that, the the firefly who had this thing for the the moon, and he thought that was his girlfriend, and... Of course, now my brain's thinking of, like, the worst takeoff of that uh, Neil Diamond song from E.T., Turn on your heart light. Turn on your and you, butt you, light. You, right? Exactly. Right, Turn on know. your butt light. Well, it is their butt. I it's know. Their rear and end. It's, and it's 2016, so you could totally sing that and it'd be fine on radio. So. Yeah, because you could say a lot of things now. Right. So there you go, Fetty Wap. You can take that and run with it. Yeah. Uh, What's that? Fetty Wap is a uh, he's a rapper and a, oh. and a singer. Okay. What's that? Who's that? Sorry, a Fetty Wap could have been a website, a newspaper. You're right. Fetty, a, Fetty, a Fetty Wap could be an app. It could have been. An right. imaginary term from Alice in Wonderland. It could have. And it could have been something that the Mad Hatter espoused. But instead, he's the like, he's the potential performer of Turn On Your Butt Light, the theme from Finding... What's that dance that he does? 
the Nene? No, the no, whip? not him. <laughs> the Mad Hatter. He's going to do this <laughs> flabberwocking or whatever dance if you if the Jabberwocky is killed. Oh, never mind. Yeah, sorry. I never anyway, really, but never really got into Lewis Carroll. I I I like the the cadence of the way he said and wrote things. Like there's a, there's a bit of there's a bit of poetry in that kind of writing. Yeah, I suppose. I don't, and it's really funny is I really don't like poetry. And I was an English major. I sort of just sort of struggled through that. And with homeschooling uh, kid number four, we just sort of recognized that there is poetry and there's this stuff that is, 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 um, uh, oh, there's, there's unstructured and then there's the structured stuff. Like there's iambic pentameter, there's sonnets, there's how many lines in this, there's this rhyming scheme, yada, yada, yada. Like the mechanics will go over, but I really try to avoid trying to read a lot of it. But, but... Lewis Carroll. There's a lot of there's a lot of poetry in his writing. There is. I have been uh, informed, by the way, by uh, Kid Five, uh, my youngest daughter, that uh, it, it, she believes that it is pronounced Fetty Wap, not Wap, not Fetty Wap. But it's funnier, she said, if, if I go it. ahead and mispronounce it. So, uh, Mr. Wap, Wap. Uh, however, is it I, all one word or is it two? No, it's two words. Fetty. Fetty. T-T-Y, F-E-T-T-Y. I thought it was W-A-P, which to me is WAP. Well, unless uh, Asian and then... Unless it's WAP. WAP. but I don't... WAP. Yeah. Well, A, if there was an E at the end, the silent E makes the A would make its A say its name, but then it would be WAPE. Right. So I don't think there's any rules on that. I think it's whatever people want to say it is. Yeah, I thought it was Husker Du for the longest time, too. So, and I it's mean, not. what do I know? It's Husker Du. Husker Du. It's got two umlauts. Husker Du. It's still made up, like Hagen Dawes. <laughs> they just thought a funny name with a fun couple of dots over some of the letters would make their ice cream more appealing. And they were right, but it's from, like, New Jersey. Right. I should put umlauts over the A in Cam. Don Cameron. <laughs> common Cameron. Common Company. Common Company. You can put umlauts and then you can put something just like that make, little upside down V over the O. I just, you can put, just automatically like, make the show a little more metal. An accent over one right. of the Or maybe, other letters. oh, how about umlauts over the O and Fool for 40 Acre Fool? And then we can be like farm metal. Yeah, let's just leave foreign punctuation out of our English <laughs> words, our American English words. My please. goodness, so xenophobic. <laughs> No, no, no. I, I'm just giving a. I'm just teasing. It's just funny. It's silly. That, you know what it is? It's just it's that that silly thing, like Hagadahs and Husker yes. Du. Like really, guys, you just throw a couple of things. So I had this argument a little bit back. It was like one of those Facebook discussion slash arguments. It was a comment thing back and forth about the extra letters in English words. And you have really weird arguments. I have arguments about politics. I don't even have arguments, I, but I, I... Well, I'm a grammar. Every argument I see I'm is an about editor, politics. and it's grammar, so it's all about that with me. That's so true. it was this interesting conversation about all the extra letters in English words. And they were just trying to tell me that, no, it's how the Americans spelled things. So I did my research, and that was completely the opposite. The All the extra letters in, like, color, mm-hmm. the U in color, uh, and, and cafe, whatever, uh, theater, and so, all those different sorts of things that the English set up, they did that during Victorian England time to differentiate 
English English from American English. Oh, really? Because they didn't want to so be being a little snooty. So that yeah, they were the ones being snooty uh-huh. and adding all the extra crap on. It wasn't us misspelling words, well, by that, the way. So that figures. There you go. All right. So before we, we before we take a time out, we got a little distracted, but we were going to talk about. Uh, your efforts outside this past weekend amidst the raindrops. Well, let's see. It rained and then rained and rained and it was gray and then it was supposed to rain and it didn't rain as much, but it kept trying to rain. But in between it and even still while it was raining, I did manage to... Um, uh, so we have in the garden, we planted in place beet and carrot seeds and they're starting to pop up. So I weeded a couple of beds with those. And then a little bit ago, I planted some uh, bush beans. They're black valentines. They're uh, they're green, just regular green beans mm-hmm. when you eat them green. But if you pop them open and let them dry, the seeds inside are good for eating, and they're little black beans. Okay. Uh, so I was like, ooh, this is kind of cool. But those were the only, like, of all the bean seeds that I tried to germinate, those yeah. are the only ones that I didn't screw up or that even germinated. Germinated. Like, I think I screwed up two out of the six, and the other three didn't germinate, and these worked. Okay. Um, so but they're all doing really well. So while you were away, I did manage to clear out some more space, and I transplanted all the different cucumber plants that we have and put them out there with the trellis. And then uh, since we have garden space that is still like – we rode until this big area with the hopes of getting in it, but it's been just doing nothing but rain, so it's all weeds again. I, I really wish that I could get – I could feed my family or I could pickle or can all the weeds that I am able to grow <laughs> because I am probably the penultimate weed – Cultivator on the face of the planet because that seems to be like some days the only things that are growing well. Right. But, so anyway, we have spaces to clean out that weeds. poisonous uh, poke berries. Uh, right. Those poke berries, poison sumac, poison oak, and poison ivy. Like we got all we got them all over. The nice thing is, is we do have blueberries and black raspberries and other things. That yeah, are no, I gotta say though, not as many blueberries. That late freeze well, really. There are some berries on there. On on the on the bushes big, on the yeah, but not as many not as, as many as are. usual because that frost I hit know. just when things were right supposed to flower and I none know. of the blueberry plants flowered fully. I think this year is going to be a bad year for that. I think you're right. Um, oh, but the other thing I did was inside the greenhouse right now we have um, we're hardening off some tomato plants to re- transplant once we can have a dry enough day that we can get out there and put them out there. Uh, although transplanting is best done on an overcast day, but it's just that when it's been so rainy, you can't rototill the part where you want to plant things in because it's just going to be a big pool of mud. So that's been the issue. Um, anyway, um, we have uh, a bunch of tomato plants, but I did put all of the pepper plants in their own little peat pots. Uh, I have Say no that idea. Five times fast, right? I'm not going to be able to do that again. <laughs> However, we bought these little burpy trays that were, I don't know, X by X numbers of cells. And they were cute because they had numbers and alphabets and everything else. And right. It was a great plan until... Until you try to move plants out of the pots and then you and forget, then you forget to bring the to key. The, right? And you don't have anything to write down because it's all wet yeah. and your hands are muddy anyway. And then right. you just say, well, the heck with it. It's all peppers anyway. Because <laughs> most of these, like, I know what's going to be sweet. I have a good idea of all the hots, uh-huh. and a lot of these are just going to end up getting um, fermented. I do the right. lacto fermentation for the pe- peppers, and I learned that from a new cookbook I bought. Lacto not meaning lactose, like some people who start fermented things with whey. Okay. But lacto being the short version of lacto 
bacterium that is what causes the fermentation process. Yeah, you can go look that up, but it's lacto-fermented, has nothing to do with milk. So I learned something new this week. That's good, because if you milk the peppers, that would be... Uh... No, 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 that's not it at all. I Although understand. I did have a funny conversation with almond milk, and I was even doing the milking thing. Like, how do you how do you get milk out of almonds? Man, their nipples are so small. Yeah, almond hard. nipples are... I have a hard enough time with a Nigerian dwarf, and sometimes I feel like my fingers are just going to cramp up and fall off and die right. trying to milk her. I couldn't imagine milking an almond. All right, why don't we take a, uh, another time out here, put another log on the fire, and we will be back on a uh, beautiful summer evening here on another edition of 40 Acres and a Fool from the Blaze Radio Network. Yeah, no mosquitoes yet. Forty Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards on the Blaze Radio Network. Don't miss Pat and Stew. When you're burning, I don't understand. Because they made this mistake in 2005 and 2006 and then quickly... Somebody, some PR agent got into that movement and said, mm, don't do that, don't do that. Don't show them how you really feel. What are you doing burning American flags? If you're, if you're claiming that you want to be American... Pat and Stu, weekdays at 5 p.m. Eastern on the Blaze Radio Network. 40 Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back to 40 Acres and a Fool from the Blaze Radio Network. Coming to you from the front yard tonight by Firelight and Firefly Light. And Frog Song. And Frog Song and some Moonlight. A little bit of Mars Light as well. It reminds me of a line from a movie. Oh, the children of the night. What music they make. (laughs) They make ribbits. Well, Lots and lots of ribbits. Well, he was talking about wolves. Yeah, well. These guys are ribbits. You heard heard, uh, what you think were bobcats the other night, right? Oh, yeah. Because they sound like, like, like screaming strangled women. It's weird. Like, they're like... Um, So, yeah, I, I heard one off to the... That would be west side, west, yes. Uh, behind our neighbors, and then I heard the other one kind of on the other side of the pasture in the woods, off to the east side, and they're kind of going back and forth and back and forth. And I was like, "Well, that would kind of make sense because." So I got four pullets, and I had kept them all on lockdown so they so they everybody would know where the coop was. Right. And the first time that everybody was out, I lost four chickens. I lost three pullets and an adult who probably should have known better, but I think she's the red one who kept a rambling. Uh-huh. And I think they just kind of... they The the pullets, even though everybody's on lockdown, they never integrated with the older hens, so yeah. they all hang out all by themselves, and they sort of just... And I never heard a fuss, but I think I didn't hear a fuss is because they have tiny little peep sounds, and I think the bobcats are a lot slicker than the foxes. I think you're probably right. So, the new plan is the chickens are on lockdown in a pen outside their coop. And they have a tunnel, a chicken tunnel, that I've built out of lengths of, I think it's considered six foot tall, two by four uh, cattle fencing. It's the it's welded wire. The holes are two by four. Mm-hmm. And the whole thing is six foot long. And I bent an 18 inch ba- base 
so I had a one right angle of so I created an 18 inch and I made a right angle and then I kind of looped the rest of it over and attached it on the other side with wires so we have like a, a D shaped chicken tunnel and so I think what I'm going to do is I'm just going to create some more chicken tunnels with some small little easily controlled fenced up chicken wire pens mm-hmm. so that they can easily move around the yard but before Abigail the hog got loose out of the fencing and ruined one section of the chicken tunnels. Right. They had, like, more than... More than 30 feet. Well, it was a 44-foot-long section by 18 inches, so they had, like, a lot of square feet. Like, right. the tunnel was comparable to the, the out-of-the-pen area, yeah. the run area. So it's... And we can... And the nice thing is, is you can kind of shift it back and forth and put it over fresh grass or not. Right, so that's that's the uh, one Next of the things to do this weekend is, is uh, build chicken tunnels and mini little stops, like corners, probably. Mm-hmm. Like build a little yard, give them some more space, and then have a tunnel going to it so that we can, you know, because it's all. I'm, I'm thinking straight ten foot sections would be the best thing to deal with because then you don't have things that are overly long, and you can uh, you just can connect them easily. Because what I do is I leave one section with long. Feet, I guess, of where you're cutting. So I cut flush against one side to leave, like, stringers out. So mm-hmm. that when I go to join them up, I can just bend those stringers to the backside of the last thing that I built. And if anybody really, really wants to know what I'm doing, send him an email and I'll draw a picture. Or just leave a message on the uh, Corny Goat Farm Instagram account. Yeah, you can send me a message there, too. I can draw a picture and explain it. But it's it's super easy. Um, all I've used is um, some uh, lineman pliers because they're super strong for cutting the wire of the wire fence. And then some wire to, to, to twist up. I just cut it in short bits so that I can just twist up every couple of sections. Now the wind is shifting. Now the smoke's coming this way. <sighs> Sorry, well, we're in the middle of a segment. We can't move. We're just I know. Gonna have to we're going to have to suck it up suck with it smoke. Up. I, think it's, I think it'll be okay. That's okay, except for I'll smell like bacon later. Well, that's, that's all right. <laughs> I don't have a problem with that. <laughs> bacon makes everything better. It does. It does. So, also, this weekend, uh, we're going to try to actually put tomatoes in the ground somewhere, yes? Yes. Because it, it's kind of like almost June now, and we well, don't have any Well, you know, we're not the, the first people to start in our gardens, because uh, I know. not only has it been crazy overcast and wet, it's been cold. It has been. I don't remember a May where I've had to wear a hoodie this late in the day, and pants, like... I was working in the garden, planting stuff, wearing jeans and a hoodie because it was chilly. I was also getting rained on, but yeah, no, it, it has been a uh, kind of a cold, uh, chilly uh, start, which is kind of weird because it was such a mild winter too. It was, and so we have a really wet, damp. I'm just afraid that this is just going to mean that all heck's going to break loose, and we're going to be roasting our tuckuses off all summer long. Well, I, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, it is you know Central Virginia. It yeah. does get. It's going to be 90 degrees by the end of the week. Actually, so, Oh, I know. 50s last week and 90s this week, right? <laughs> yeah, but it's almost June. So. Oh, I know. But it's just been crazy. It has been. So you're, we're not the only ones to not have their tomatoes no, on I've, the ground. No, and uh, there are people who are just now starting their gardens, just starting to get things transplanted. So I don't feel too You're in the area? They're not like up in Alaska or no, Saskatchewan no, no. or anything? No, no, no. They're in the okay. same sort of general vicinity that's been affected by the okay. damp and the chill. All right. That's good. 
Although I then I have some friends who are like serious overachievers <laughs> who already have everything in the ground and already perfectly weeded. And I'm like, nah, 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 aren't you wonderful? Uh, well, we can pass their information on to Better Homes and Gardens since they have the better garden. But uh, yeah, They do. Whatever. That's all right. I yeah. don't care. Hey. I'm not in competition. It's just sometimes I'm a little bitter. <laughs> I don't have as much time, man. I work a full... I'm working nine to five in the house. I'm homeschooling the kid. It's not like I can spend my days out weeding. Not that I would want to spend my entire day weeding anyway, but there are some days that I realize that it, it, it's a must-need thing to do, but it's also not a must-wanted-liked thing to do. I need a farm turn. If anybody wants to apply to be a farm turn at Corny Goat Farm and just come out and weed for free and yeah. glean my wisdom and get a free pork chop and some bacon every once in a while, I'll feed you sausage. Sure. <laughs> well, there you go. You get paid in pork. All right. We're going to uh, take a, I almost said, take a time out and step away at the same time, which came out. Tep, tep away. Tep, tep away. away. <laughs> it sounds like going a bird to call. Tep away for a second. Or a place in Alaska. Got to uh, perhaps adjust the seating to avoid the uh, the smoke. Uh, and when we return, we've got uh, some of your thoughts to get to this week, including a, uh, a a pair of new farmers down in North Carolina checking in via Instagram. Nice. Right. So stick around. We've got more 40 Acres and a Fool from the Blaze Radio Network coming up right after this. You're listening to 40 Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards on the Blaze Radio Network. Don't miss the morning blaze with Doc and Skip. What has changed now, then? What has all of a sudden flipped in Ted's mind that he is able to or willing to to cut a deal? And that's what it is. A deal. They cut a deal with John Case. Ted Cruz would have to win 92% of all remaining delegates. That's what's changed, Skip. Ted Cruz has basically said, eh, your state just doesn't matter to me anymore. Give it to John Kasich. The Morning Blaze with Doc and Skip. Weekday mornings, 6 to 9 Eastern on the Blaze Radio Network. 40 Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards returns now on the Blaze Radio Network. Thank you again for being a part of this edition of the 40 Acres and a Fool podcast. Cam Edwards and Missy. And kid number five, our audience of one, unless you count All the, the fireflies and, the fire and frogs and stuff. And I don't know if they can understand what it is that we're talking about oh, here. I had one thing before we got to emails. Yes. Okay, so a friend of mine... so. The problem with trying to make fresh mozzarella is it doesn't last but for a day or two. And if you're trying to use up milk, unless you can get people to sit around and eat two or three pounds of fresh mozzarella, you're going to have leftover mozzarella. Uh-huh. And the chickens like it and the pigs like it, but I really hate for that for my hard work to go towards making fresh cheese and then the animals eat it, right? So I have a friend. We've talked about her before, the butcher cheese-making queen Valerie. Right? Uh-huh. Okay, so she told me that what she does is she starts the process to make a mozzarella the the long way. There's a 30-minute mozzarella in uh, in Ricky Carroll's cheese-making book, but you don't want to use that way. You want to use the longer, more conventional method. And I didn't use the goat milk longer, more conventional method because that had more crap and chemicals, and it went the provolone way, and I was like, I'm not trusting this. I'm just going to make mozzarella with goat's milk, but the long way. And so what you do is you make mozzarella until you get to the curds, and then you drain them and you stop, and you throw them in the freezer. 
Really? And then when you want to make some mozzarella, now I'm going to have to tell you, if you do this, put your curds in a thin layer in a freezer bag and then freeze. I had a big mass, so it was a little harder to get away with this part. But So if you have them in a thin layer, then you can break off a chunk of the curd, let it thaw, add 170 degree water, and start to do the stretching like the regular mozzarella, and it turns out fantastically. Huh. Yeah, so we have frozen curd that I've already broken off a chunk, and I made little tiny mozzarella balls that uh, kid number one and I had in like a uh, some we had some French bread and some to, uh, um, grape tomatoes and these little balls of mozzarella that I made. That's awesome. Yeah, I'd, I but I love the shortcut because then you can make a buttload of 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 curd. And then freeze it in a thin layer, but then break off chunks as you need them to thaw and make a little bit of fresh mozzarella time that you can consume it more easily. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Do you want to get some emails now? Yes. Okay. I just had that mozzarella food uh, tip because we're all about that kind of thing. I uh, learned yes, something indeed new. we are. Uh, so Andrew wrote in and says, hey, Cam, my name is Curtis, and now I'm confused. Yeah. Uh, but that's okay. That's okay. Don't read return email address. Maybe he's like... We'll go with Curtis. Andrew Curtis. Since he identifies as Curtis. Uh, I've been listening to the podcast since October, I believe. I think it's great. I'm 27. I've been married five years this June. My wife and I own a condo in northern Utah. But since your program became a part of my life, I've been dreaming of acquiring property in a garden. My wife says we can live anywhere, provided we run a pony farm. Ha. <laughs> <laughs> he says, uh, I'm responding to a listener who stopped at a historical marker in Arizona, I believe. When I was a child, my grandfather would tell the stories of world history, family history, and American history. I never fully appreciated his knowledge until my grandmother passed away two years ago. My grandparents drove to every state, besides Hawaii, uh, in their motorhome on too many trips to recall. They stopped at almost every juncture to read signs or hike to points of note. And now anytime I go anywhere, whether vacationing, Sunday driving, or even during my work day, I stop at anything that I find interesting. That's I, cool. I find it fulfilling just to experience these hidden gems, and I recommend it to everybody. On a personal note, I always wonder whether my grandparents visited any given location together. Thanks for the show, and have a great week. Thanks, Curtis. And That's, That is oh, really cool. That may be, yeah. I like that idea, because my grandparents were the driving around kind of people, too. So Right? And, you know, that's that's actually really interesting, Curtis, that you think not only about, you know, why the, the road sign is there, but you also think about those who stopped uh, and and actually, you know, who else has read this sign, right? I mean, like, that's a part of it, too. Yeah. Um, who else is silly enough to stand here and get their picture taken with this when geographic I w- center of Virginia picture? Yeah, right? exactly. <laughs> when, I was, uh, when I was in Louisville, I was talking with somebody who had told me, because everybody knows, I think, at this point, how much I like history, that out in Baltimore Harbor, there is a, a buoy that's there, and it's not a navigational buoy. It's a historical buoy. It <laughs> they is have the, a historical marker in the harbor. They have a historical marker in the harbor. It is the spot where Francis Scott Key was when uh, Fort uh, oh, when he saw the McHenry was being right when he wrote the, the Star Spangled Banner. Oh wow! And I thought that was really really, really cool. neat. Right? I wonder how many I would if I went there. I would totally have to have my picture taken with that. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think that's so cool to you know to find those those spots. I talked about the road sign near us where uh, 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 it says you know right near here Lafayette crossed uh, in you gone his way to Albemarle County to warn uh, Thomas Jefferson about I think it was Thomas Jefferson about 
uh, Benedict Arnold. Oh, and, then uh, and we're not Raid. That f- we're not too far away from uh, the the Appomattox Courthouse, where mm-hmm. there's the sign about Lee's retreat. And well, that's where Lee surrendered. At Lee surrendered. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, signs along there to about Lee's about retreat. Lee's retreat <laughs> right? Yeah, because. He was, uh, that was after they pulled out of Richmond, and he basically, the army just kind of kept, going, kept going west. They were trying to get to the mountains, and so that's why they went through Farmville. Ah. Uh, and Grant's army at that point All was those, chasing him yeah. about it. He was like a day behind. Basically, as, in fact, by the time they got to Farmville, as the last Confederate troops were moving out, the first northern troops were moving in uh, to Farmville. Oh, So they okay. were, like, hot on their heels, and, uh, and Lee was trying to, A, he was trying to get to the mountains, and B, he was trying to get to supplies, because he was trying to get to an open rail line uh, where there were supplies for his army, because the, at that point, the army was starving. Everybody was just uh, deserting at yeah. that point, because they knew, you know. They're done. Right. Um, so, yeah, there's, there's all kinds of that history around Farmville. Obviously, a lot of civil rights history because of the uh, role that Prince Edward Schools played and the uh, Brown versus Board oh, of yeah. Education There's case. A marker near the Robert Mooton School. Robert uh, Moton. Moton, yeah. sorry. Mm-hmm. Again, you said fatty wop wap. I said <laughs> Robert <laughs> Mooton. Right. It's all right. I apologize. But uh, yeah, that's, that's the cool thing about living in a state with uh, 400 years of history is that you get to, uh, you know, see a lot of it. Can you imagine if England or Ireland or Egypt or Italy put historical mile markers anywhere on the roads though they would have one every like 12 and 13 and a half like centimeters right probably right this is where Lafayette fell over this is where Charlemagne did something interesting this is where Pope so and so took over this part of Italy it'd be funny it would be you're right I have to I'm gonna have to ask our American friend who's moved to England if there are any such sorts of signs because he lived in Virginia so he knows what I'm talking about yeah. I'm gonna have to ask him all right you know him too if, if I forget to ask him you need to ask him next yes time I, you see I, him. I do know him uh, a little bit I mean you know who I'm talking about yes I do I so also Joshua's written in with the uh, email headline uh, useless hogs uh, mm-hmm. Cam he says you were talking this week about the fact that many animals exist only because we eat them uh, it reminds me of a story from Florida. There was a change in the law. And by the way, if, if for those who uh, weren't listening to that, I, I was talking about a lot of these heritage breeds that exist because we eat them. And, and even livestock. You know, if the vegetarians oh, yeah. had their way then these and all of a sudden we didn't eat meat anymore, then our neighbor, the cattle farmer, wouldn't keep raising cattle out of the goodness of his heart. No. Uh, if there was no market... He would put those cattle down. You would and have if, a mass slaughter of animals if the vegetarians got their way. Which oh, is consider kind of, the irony. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, they're also kind of responsible for a lot of animal dogs in captivity being killed. Right. Uh, he so, puppies. So uh, Joshua says uh, there was a change in the law in Florida. Uh, passed by folks who love animals more than people, and they just don't understand how things work. The new law required that every hog have more space than the previous law allowed. More humane to the bacon seed, you know. So naturally... All the farmers went out and spent a ton of money upgrading their facilities for all the pigs they had, except they didn't. The fiscally responsible decision which nearly all the farmers made was to slaughter excess pigs to make the extra room. There was weeping and wailing and gnashing of teeth by the bleeding hearts who worked so hard to make sure that those pigs were more comfy. Well, they are. The remaining are. A parable for our time, now for a BLT, uh, Joshua. (laughs) And, you know, Joshua, but, but see, this is the thing, and... You know, you find what, what you, you find this in the gun control arguments. You find this in the animal rights argument. The the people who care about animals, the people who say, you know what, I'm I'm working hard for gun control because I care about people. 
that's great. I have no problem with that. But if their next assumption is, and the people who disagree with me don't, then that's, that's where the that's problem, where the problem, problem comes in. Because yeah. all of a sudden now the animal rights activists, they're not listening to the farmers. I care a lot about my hogs and their and their life and where they live and uh, the uh, things that they're eating. Every every farmer I know does. Yeah. But the animal rights activist says, no, 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 you can't because you're eating them or you're raising but, them for but, slaughter. But, At that point, what you're ignoring <laughs> is you're ignoring the practical uh, wisdom and experience of people who know what the hell they're talking about. These are the same people that are the the the, the knee jerker people about the the labeling of foods and organic versus GMO or not GMO. They don't really do. They do not vet out anything. They do not do their research. They just sort of jump on the. Oh my goodness, this must be bad. Uh, oh, what's her name? That that. The person that everybody loves to hate, Cybabe talked about her, the Vanny chick. Uh-huh. She's always talking about how she's always talking about stuff that she has absolutely no background to be talking about. She's the um, vaccinations make you want to eat sugar bad person. Oh, kind okay. Of thing. I can't remember what her actual name is, but she's just such a bleeping idiot that she's. But but that's the problem is there's like so many people believing these bleeping idiots because they don't get their news from the newspapers. They don't get their news from reputable magazines anymore. They get their news from Facebook and the links through from Facebook to maybe sometimes fake news sites that look like they're real, but then they're just causing more of a problem. Yeah, but I I mean, yes, you're right. That is certainly one of the big problems that we face. Uh, But I, I think on even a more basic level, it's just that 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 attitude of because I believe I am right uh, and moral and just, therefore anybody who disagrees with me must be awful and rotten. Now, that's not to that's say that, that there aren't some awful rotten people out seriously, there. that's that whole progressive's attitude. If you don't believe, oh, I if know. you don't agree with me about everything, about chan- transgender bathroom rights or... Or whatever the whatever, whatever the cause may be, cause of if you don't agree with them, is, then you, you are an awful person. You are, and you don't support them. And I don't not support them. I don't really care if a man with a dress wants to come into the bathroom. I care if a man in a dress who's pretending to be a man in a dress comes into the bathroom and tries to do bad things. Uh, what if? Uh, what if? Uh, how do we go from hogs to this? Anyway, what if you identify News. as a uh, American guinea hog? Um, well, then and I want my belly probably scratched. Probably get turned into bacon. <laughs> I want my belly scratched on a daily basis, and I hope I get don't 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 turn. I don't have a good belly for bacon. I don't think. All right, one last. I don't, I don't know. This I don't know where we went we, wrong here, but no, we, uh, we just we just like again, it's not scripted, folks. No, don't expect perfection. Clearly not. Just expect so, the giggles. They're gonna laugh. Yeah, they They're are. You're right. They are. They are going to laugh at Missy's bacon. Um, Kid Five is over there giggling. She at is. She so, is. It's all I, good. I think she might be like, Haha, "These are my parents." <laughs> Great. Yeah, that's all right. At least we're not naming her name and calling that's, out her statistics to embarrass her anytime. That's true. Yeah. So, last contact here from uh, Handlebar Farm on like, uh, Instagram. Like, like Handlebar Mustache. Like Handlebar Mustache or Handlebars on a bike. Either way, it's or why Handlebars Flo-Bots, on a mustache. I can ride or, my bike with no handlebars. handlebars 
No. Yeah, no you can't words. do that. You can't do that. We're not allowed to remember. You just maybe you can get away with like reciting one line, but you can't actually sing. I wasn't singing. No tunes. I was sort of rhyming with yeah. the sing-songy voice. <laughs> Handlebar Farm writes in, Hey, Cam Edwards, if you and the lovely Miss E ever decide to travel down to South Carolina, I we would, would love, love to have you visit us at Handlebar Farm. We have purchased my grandparents' place. <gasps> And we are getting the old farm back in operation. That's awesome! With a big garden spot, 70-plus chickens, and an undetermined number of quail. We are busy, 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 but in a most excellent way as we Ugh. chase this crazy dream. That's a lot of chickens. That is a lot of I, chickens. They must be wanting to sell eggs because there's no way in... <gasps> I just showed oh a picture. Oh, my God! Of... Barn Envy. That's a beautiful <laughs> barn. I would love a red-sided Ooh. old wood barn like that. But, <laughs> man, 70 likes. chickens. I hope you all don't have predators. I, uh, I'm, I'm sure we all do. But, chickens. Uh, nice spread, guys. Yeah. I love it. So yeah. thanks for uh, following along, Handlebar. We'll be following you on Instagram as well. Uh, again, the email address, you want to say hello. You don't have to wait for the next annual meeting uh, for the National Rifle Association, which is, by the way, coming up in uh, Atlanta, Georgia, April 28th, 29th, and 30th, 2017. Uh, I might actually have to go to that if I still have my current job. Well, you can uh, try to do that. But... Um, uh, you don't have to wait to say hello. You can send us an email. The email address is 40acrefool. That's 40acrefool at gmail.com. On Instagram, at Cam Edwards, at Corny Goat, goat Farm. Farm. Just like it's spelled. Right. And uh, some corny goats here. I will ask you this here because uh, daughter number one was kind and cool enough to uh, create a logo. I haven't shared it with anybody. Yet. I know you haven't, and I'm not asking you to, but I'm just asking... Uh, send us an email. Let me know. Give us a comment somewhere. Uh, if you would have any interest whatsoever in any sort of corny goat swag, like a T-shirt coffee or maybe mug. a coffee mug or a tote bag for your uh, uh, trip w- to the farmer's market. I would ask market. us say it would have to be like a, a, a totally like cool kind of like canvas, canvas you know, right. uh, market tote. Yeah. So it's a pretty cool logo. Uh, so let me know if there'd be any interest there uh, in any sort of a corny goat farm products i know there's interest in the hot sauce hopefully we'll have a good pepper crop uh and uh we are uh, making some uh some uh, corny goat goat soap so the, and the, but the thing about the soap is okay because it, we don't require it's not food there's not the same right. legality i've been reading conflict conflicted information about the legality of selling fermented things in virginia i believe you can it varies by state to state. And it doesn't matter because if, if anybody's like, hey, let's, if I, well, never mind. That'd be all gray markety, right? Yeah, it'd be I all I send to my marketing. friends all gray markety. So yeah, no, no. But, the, you know, there's no such thing as the gray market. Anyway, but we're going to go before days, she gets us in trouble. But uh, I'm not going to get us in trouble. One of these days, <laughs> we're going to have a totally legal way for all y'all to come buy my hot sauce. Even if that means y'all, all y'all need to come to the farmer's market in Virginia where I'm selling it. All so, y'all. All y'all. And, I picked uh, that up in Oklahoma. I understand. Because it's like more than y'all. It is an acceptable plural of y'all. It's all. It's 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 the plural <laughs> it's of y'all. y'all. It's, it's all, all y'all. y'all. <laughs> well, listen, I hope all y'all are safe. Have fun. Live a little. Learn a lot this week. Thanks Avoid for joining us. Avoid the deer, us. please. What? Avoid those deer. Oh. Live a little, learn a lot, be I safe. You said avoid uh, the beer. No, no, no. All beer's good. Avoid those deer. Avoid the deer, yeah. Unless and, uh, you're hunting them. And it's wrong, wrong time of year for that. Oh, well, then just avoid them and then. <laughs> <laughs> All right, say goodnight, Gracie. Good night. I'm getting out of the smoke, man. All right, enjoy your week, everybody. We'll see you here soon with another edition of 40 Acres in a Fool from the Blaze Radio Network. 40 
acres and a fool with Cam Edwards on the Blaze Radio Network.